This is the Washington State Indivisible Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cox. This week, our monthly sound off news quiz. Enjoy. Tonight, we're excited to be back and be bringing you our news quiz, and we're thrilled to have an all-star lineup. Representative Tana Sen represents the 41st Legislative District and is a former member of the Mercer Island City Council. Yes, yes. Tina Podlodowski is the chair of Washington State Democrats. Pause for that. And Rich Smith is associate editor for the Seattle Independent Weekly, The Stranger. And tonight, our guest as our prize, we'll have some swag for you. So everyone bring bring on your A-game. We know you're here. You're in it to win it. With that, let me turn things over to Stefan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kat. Uh, and welcome, welcome to everybody who is watching, either, as Kat said, live or in the future. We are so glad that you are all here. And uh, I would love to just take a moment to meet our illustrious panel. We will start with Tina Podlodowski. How are you tonight, my friend? I am great. It is the beginning of Pride Month, so I am very happy uh, about that. As the, only, as the first LGBTQ chair of the Washington State Democrats, uh, Pride Month is a big deal. It's a big deal for our family. My wife and I have three kids. So um, there's a lot of rainbow happening at our house this month. Well, I sure love that. And I have to say that I was actually present for the raising of the pride flag at Sammamish City Hall with Councilmember Kaylee Clark. And it was just incredibly, incredibly moving. So a wonderful way to kick off the month. Now, listen, I know that people know you as the chair of the Washington Democrats. Of course, you've been on the show a number of times talking about uh, all things democratic uh, politics. But People may not know that you are a big soccer fan. I know you follow the Sounders. Uh, I know that you also, there's a, a Boward football club that I also believe that you yeah. that you follow. My question is, and I love soccer as well, why do you think Americans don't care about soccer the way, the, the way that the rest of the world does? And how do we change that? Well, I do think Americans are uh, beginning to care about soccer, particularly with um, the Women's Soccer League and the, the incredible team we have with the Seattle Reign, with... Uh, what this what the sounders have been able to do in terms of uh the various cups and and uh different tournaments that they've been a part of our kids are playing soccer like crazy so um i think soccer is a is an incredible global sport it's a sport you can play your entire life um it, you know and uh, it's incredibly fun and athletic to watch it is called the beautiful game uh, for that reason and it is beautiful to watch an incredible set of passes and teamwork happen and if you had never seen Megan Rapino kick a penalty kick, you are in for a treat because she gets it into the back of the neck all the time. So does Raul Rui Diaz. So, you know, we got a couple of great ones here in Seattle. I love that. Well, so that you've heard it here uh, from our the chair of our, our Washington Democratic Party. Uh, get on board with Soccer Gang. So I, we have asked everybody to print out a sign with our logo uh, when you would like to answer. And um, Tina, I believe you're the only one who has done so. So could you show us what the sign looks like? There we go. Very nice. <clears throat> so Representative Tonneson, on to you. Thank you so much for being here tonight. How are you? I am doing well, and I'm doing a lot better than last time that we got together, which was right after the shooting at Evalde. And I appreciate everybody uh, postponing it for today. And in fact, I wore my uh, <laughs> my big camera Miranda earrings just to show a little bit of energy and a little bit of spirit today, just to show how much more uh, in the mood I am today and excited to be here. 
and I can hear them. They're actually foleying. So I, I hear the, the, the clack of, 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 so we're, we're eight plus on, on the wardrobe there. So listen, I understand. I heard from a, a little birdie that you are a fellow fitness enthusiast and you have been practicing something called shadow boxing. Now I have been seeing this come up on my Peloton app and I've been very intrigued. So tell me what is the deal with shadow boxing? Oh my gosh. And that is exactly where I got into it was on Peloton and shadow boxing it is amazing it is just this like you know you're you're punching without actually hitting anything and you know peloton is so positive and the the trainers and everything and my favorite part is they always say envision who you would be hitting now i don't really want to name names but you could imagine oh but do oh but do you no, know, sure. I don't know, people like Ted Cruz or mm, some Supreme okay, Court nice. Justice members, like, come to mind. And so mm -hmm. it's just great. Or, you know, just frankly, even, um, you know, just anger over an issue or like, you know, I don't want to have to doorbell. I don't want to have to fundraise, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You could take it out on that, right? I love that. Well, so now uh, you have made a handmade sign. Well, may we see that? Oh, yeah. It's very exciting. Uh, there we go. Oh, okay, perfect. All right. That's, that'll, that'll do just fine. All right, terrific. We're so glad that you're here. And by the way, for the sake of expediency, may I, may I refer to you as Tana this evening? Oh, of course. Please do. Oh, terrific. Thank you. Which, uh, Rich Smith, my friend, always great to see you. Thank you for being here tonight. Welcome back, man. Glad to be back. And uh, you can also refer to me as Tana this evening. Okay, I'll refer to you as... Well, actually, I have to say, we have Tina, we have Tana, and we were going to ask if we could refer to you as Titch, just to make it alliterative across the board. But, I like Titch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't... Everybody knows you for your work with The Stranger and your brand of journalism, which I think is inimitable. But a lot of people may not know that you're also a published poet, and your work is, is quite good. And it's, of course, quite different than the work that you do with The Stranger. The Stranger is journalism, and this is something entirely different. So I'm just wondering, how do you approach the different writing styles? Is it kind of two different gears in your brain? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. That's um, the, the difference between the questions that journalism makes you ask of the world and the, and the questions that poetry makes you ask of the world are vast. Uh, walking, I don't know, across I-5, for instance, you know, uh, downtown from Capitol Hill in Seattle, where I live, you know, with poet brain on, I'm interested in what the cars look like as they're traveling south, you know, down I-5 and seeing how they, you know, uh, chime with the lights in the uh, in the buildings and wondering about the you know multiplicity of human experience, etc. And then with journalism brain, I'm like, are we going to get sued for not having enough sidewalks? Like, are, why, why is there an I Why is there a road going through the middle of a city? What I, I, I what's going on? We're going to have to ask people for more money for stuff. Uh, I love your mind, brother. So yeah. do you. <laughs> That's that's perfect. Do you have your sign that, that you made for this evening? Oh, yeah. It looks okay. like this. There we go. And it says sound off. Oh, there's a finger. Okay, got it. Call on oh, me. Yeah. I tried to do a finger, but then it stopped looking like a finger, so I just made a little shape. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It looks like a fudge sickle that you've eaten part of the, you know, part of it out of, maybe. Right. I don't know. It's Can't for quite the tell. summer. There it is. It's it's a summer treat. Sure. Order that when the, the ice cream truck comes around. Rich's finger. Okay, let's get started. We will begin a game that we are calling Cat's Quotes. Cat, can you explain, please, how this is going to work? 
Yes, indeedy. I'll read a quote of someone in the news. Stefan will ask one of the panelists who said it. If they get it right, they get one point. If they miss it, another panelist can steal by raising their sign. Mm -hmm. All right. So what is our first quote for tonight? There's no such thing as a moderate in politics anymore. Okay, so Tina, this is Seattle Times columnist Danny Westneat writing recently about this King County Council member and now congressional candidate about his about face on abortion rights. Who is he? That's an easy one. It's Reagan. Yes, it is. Exactly right. So this piece was a couple of weeks back. But when I read it, I thought to my I thought in my mind, what is Tina Podlodowski thinking about this piece? So what was Tina Podlodowski thinking about that piece? Uh what I was thinking about that piece was, um, thank you for clarifying your position, Reagan Dunn, because uh, now we can certainly run uh, the fact that everyone who's running against Kim Schreier in the race is against choice and against a woman's right to make decisions about her own body. But also, I kind of want to know where Danny Westneed has been since 1996. Uh, <laughs> The, the Republican Party here in Washington state took a hard right when, if you remember Ellen Craswell, who was their gubernatorial candidate uh, 25 years ago, Ellen Craswell, who was, um, if you think Mark Melosha is scary in terms of his religious fervor, you know, um, he uh, is nothing in comparison to Ellen Craswell. So that was when the party took that turn and you've seen it happen over and over and over again. So Nice to see the Times sort of keeping up with the Times, albeit two and a half decades later. I was going to say, there's a lag. Yeah. I just wanted to know if his middle name was Is, as in (laughs) Reagan is done. Oh, nice. Okay. I thought you were talking about Danny Westneat. I was trying to work that in there. Uh, Reagan, that's what I thought when I saw his vote. Well, if we do our work, gang, he will, in fact, be done. Kat, what is our next quote, please? But it's also the headline the day after Election Day in November. So it ends up being a Republican nominee. (laughs) Next one. We are building this plane while we're flying it. Tana, this was Jennifer Allen. She is CEO of Planned Parenthood Alliance Advocates talking about how Washington state needs to prepare for an influx of -of out-of-state patients if what is overturned. Roe v. Wade. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And listen, gang, there is no punchline here. Canvas, vote, get everybody to vote, expand the court. This is the only way. All right, next quote, please, Kat. It's time for Dark Maga to truly take command. Rich, this was a soon-to-be ex-congressman. Tina's laughing already. Uh, Ex-congressman from North Carolina talking about what he was planning on doing in retribution for his recent surprise primary loss. Who is he? Madison, Madison Cawthorn? You got it, my friend, yeah. Do we, by the way, do we want to know what Dark Maga is? D- does it involve key bumps, do we think, Rich? Uh, he can't have key bumps. He does, they don't, the Republican, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, minimum, it involves uh, key bumps. <laughs> to many-headed Hydra, the Republican Party. Uh, next quote, please, Kent. We're detectives, Okay. Tina, this was a woman named Emily Tadlock, quoted in a piece in the Seattle Times, part of a group calling themselves the Washington Voter Research Project. They are currently going door to door claiming to look for what? Uh, uh, Voters, illegal voters, essentially. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. So you you called this out on Twitter, but maybe could you just give folks a quick PSA on what to look out for? Should these folks come to their door? 
Um, you should immediately close your door. Once <laughs> illegal. It will give you so much satisfaction if you've ever wanted to slam a door in somebody. This is your time and opportunity to do this. Um, you, heard, yeah. you, you heard it here first. Yeah. yeah I heard that by a guy named Glenn Morgan, who you might know. Yeah with the Evergreen Freedom Foundation and all of that, and it's part of voter suppression work. So, but feel free to slam the door as hard as you want to, and uh, it, it's a good thing if you do. Kat, what is our next quote, please? It's been a great and manic run. Tana, this was reporter Joe O'Sullivan announcing that he is heading to Crosscut after years of covering Olympia. For which news source? Well, the Seattle Times. Oh, that was for Tana. But I'll give you the point, Rich, and I'll, I'll, I'll switch it around for Tana on the next one. So, yes, indeed. Um, Rich, I'll just ask you, have you interacted with Joe over the years? Yeah, yeah. A couple times in the in the wings um, when it was open. And, uh, uh, and yeah, he used to work at the, at the Inlander, too, over in uh, Spokane. Uh, so I've been following his work for a long time. Big fan. Yeah, likewise. And we wish him uh, very well in his new digs at Crosscut. Cat, uh, what is the final quote? And, of course, this will be going to Tana. He appears to have descended over the past week into becoming what I can only describe as a chaos monkey. Chaos monkey, uh, Tana. This is writer Kara Swisher referring to this increasingly the increasingly erratic tweets of this multi-billionaire who is looking to buy Twitter. Who is he? Elon Musk. That is correct. Yes, indeed. <sighs> So, yeah, you know, people seem to be of two minds on Musk buying Twitter, which is to say most people are against it, but just for various reasons. Um, where do you land on this? I am not a fan, especially when he moved to Texas right after they passed their more restrictive uh, abortion laws, you know, coming from a state that was much more progressive and open and you know, it was almost like a thank you, Texas. I'm moving my company there versus other companies who would I have been hoping would move out of states like Texas. So, uh, you know, as if there weren't any other things, that was just the nail in the coffin. No, thank you, Elon Musk. Yeah, the the line is long uh, of reasons to uh, to dislike the man, but uh, we'll certainly put those on, on on the list. So we are going to begin our next game right now. This is a multiple choice quiz that we are calling "What Do You Know About Cat?" How does this game work? It's like it's like the first round, only with multiple choice. We'll ask a question of each panelist. If they get it right, they get one point. If they miss it, someone else can steal. Whoever raises their sign first. Yes. And this week we're playing. Wait, wait, wait for it. What do you know about Jimi Hendrix? What do you know about Jimi Hendrix? Okay, so legendary guitarist Jimi Hendrix would have turned eighty this year. I, this makes me feel incredibly old for some reason. Uh, so in honor of that, I thought we would have a quiz about one of Seattle's favorite sons. Tana, let's start with you. Hendrix was ultimately catapulted to stardom living in which city? Was it A, New York, B, London, or C, Seattle? Seattle, C, and his statue is there in Capitol Hill to prove it. Well, he, it is there, but he didn't get his start there. Uh, uh, Rich, uh, Tina, would you like to steal? London. Jolly old. That's exactly right. Yes, you got to start in London. Uh, we have some interesting factoids about his time in London coming up, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Rich, this next question to you. True or false? Hendrix's only U.S. top 40 hit was Along the Watchtower. True or false? True. It is true. It is mind-boggling, right? Crazy. I, I, although, when I found that out, I felt better because it's only one more than I have. Right. So I felt, uh, you know, actually, it's, it's one more than all of us have. We can we can share in this good feeling together. 
Uh, Tina, Guitar World rated Hendrix's Woodstock version of this song as one of the 100 best guitar performances of all time. Was it A, Hey Joe, B, The Star Spangled Banner, or C, Little Wing? Oh, B, The Star Spangled Banner. Yes, indeed it was. Correct. That is absolutely right. He uh, apparently played this at dawn. The recording has him playing it at dawn, which um, I can only imagine was not a lot of fun. If you would happen to take the brown acid, that would really... Bum your stuff out. Devoid the brown acid, they said. Okay. Question number four. Tana, Jimmy was forced to join the Army in 1961 because Seattle police caught him repeatedly doing what? A, vandalizing public property, B, stealing library books, or C, stealing cars? I'm going to go with A. That is incorrect. Would anybody like to steal? Yes, Rich. Library books? No, Tina, it's all yours. Uh, that would be C, right? Yes, that would be C, stealing cars. <laughs> Correct. He was stealing cars. And by the way, who knew that they used to be able to force you to go into the Army? These are, these are bygone days that we're talking about here. Okay, question number five. Rich, true or false, in London, Jimmy's flat was next door to a flat once occupied by George Friedrich Handel. True or false? Handel? That's so... <laughs> but true. Okay, yes, it, indeed, it, it, is, uh, it is true. Both buildings now have uh, historical landmark status, and I just wonder about the people who were living in those, those flats. Am I right? You feel a little inadequate, right? So uh, Tina number six uh, goes to you. True or false, Hendrix ultimately acknowledged that his song Purple Haze is about LSD. False. That is false. He consistently claimed it was about being in love. So, uh, Tana, um, you had a, a jump on this, but I'll ask you this question. Which Washington city is the burial place of Jimi Hendrix? Is it A, Linwood, B, Seattle, or C, Renton? It was Renton. Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought that was your, that was your answer. Yes. It was indeed Renton. Very nice. And by the way, it's highly recommended if you have never been. It is a great place to take a picnic, make a pilgrimage to. Really spectacular. Uh, Rich, though Hendrix played a number of guitars over the course of his career, the guitar that is most closely associated with his sound is A, the Fender Stratocaster, B, the Gibson Les Paul, or C, the Paul Reed Smith guitar. B, the Les Paul. I'm afraid that's not true. Anybody want to jump in on this one? No. Nobody? Okay, yeah, Tana. A. The Fender Stratocaster. Yes, indeed. And by the way, any of you folks watching right now, if you knew the answer, we need to hang. We need you to just look me up. Slide into my DMs, as they say. You're my people. Uh, number nine, then, Tina, will close out with you. What Seattle store features a bronze statue of Hendrix in front of it? Is it A, Blick Art Supplies, B, Dusty Strings in Fremont, or C, Mopop? Uh, it is A. It is Yes, a. well done. Blick Art Supplies, nicely done. I think I kind of get half a point for that, because I kind of... I would share. Slide True. That at the beginning was saying on Capitol Hill, but you know. Are, are you hearing this, Kat? They're, they're sharing a point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's a point shared between friends we can't stop that and that will do it for what do you know about cat what is everybody's score please well we've got the striker coming in the lead at seven That's the you, boxer Gina. at five with the poet trailing with four okay there's plenty of time to catch up because as you know with this game if you've seen it before the rounds uh, have points that are uh, increasing in size and so there's always time to catch up on this game so now it is time to play our very favorite game cards again can i get some reverb cards against autocracy can you hear the reverb there is that coming through I could. Uh, Kat, can you explain the rules here on, on these, these here fine, fine cards? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I love this game. I do uh, too. It's like regular Cards Against Humanity, but instead of a pre-written answer, Stefan will give you a line and you will fill in the blank. Whoever has the funniest answer wins one point. Remember, don't we need a guest judge for this? Mm-hmm. We do, and I'm just about to introduce him. Oh, remember, the answers don't need to be factual, just funny. That is exactly right. And now it is time for us to bring in our guest judge. This uh, this face will be very familiar to viewers of the podcast. This is Will Casey. He is currently the law and justice reporter for The Stranger, and he is formerly the communications director for the Washington State Democrats. He is also, a, as I say, a veteran panelist on the Washington State Indivisible podcast. Will, my brother, how are you tonight, man? I'm doing just fine. Enjoying uh, watching the show from uh, backstage, as it were. Yes, we have our very own digital green room. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the the donuts, which we had laid out for you there. How are you liking the new gig at The Stranger? Oh, it's great. I mean, Rich is a very generous editor and uh, has gives me a great deal of, uh, you know, autonomy and choosing what we're writing about. So, you know, people seem to be liking the stuff so far. So, uh, you know, plus I don't have to uh, bicker with Tina about, you know, edits to uh, her quotes and such. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to get to the dynamic that is at play here on the panel in just a moment. But I will just say, uh, before we move on to that, reading you is like you've always been there. You have slid into the editorial voice of The Stranger absolutely seamlessly. Are are you feeling it coming naturally? Uh, I curse a lot, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. That's all you need, Rich, right? Anybody? Yeah. Brady sort of brogue uh, and uh, propensity to tell people how to think and feel is is really all you need. <laughs> right. It's prescriptive, is, is what you're saying. Okay, so I think everybody has sussed out at this point that you have your former and current bosses on the panel tonight, and you're going to be judging their answers to determine who wins this round. Is there anything that you want to say to them before we get started? Uh, just that I'm uh, I'm missing my. Uh, Union membership at this moment, uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> which would protect you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the joke. Then. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You, you I, think are I, I think I sent a bill coming on. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it came and went, is my understanding. Okay, so panelists, it is time to make Will laugh, and as Cat says, this is all about. Uh, funny, bring the funny and not the facts. Uh, although, if the two happen to coincide, probably double trouble. Okay, so here we go. We are on to round number three. Here is question number one, clue number one. Absolutely, gas is expensive, but have you seen the price of blank? Absolutely, gas is expensive, but have you seen the price of blank? Rich, we will start with you on this. Absolutely, gas is expensive, but have you seen the price of what? Calling your mother. <laughs> okay. It could be a long Sunday. It could be a long Sunday. Not popular, on the, you know, but. Explain <laughs> <laughs> to the judge on that one. Play, definitely. Oh, my wife is laughing in the other room, by the way. So you got you, you got you got to laugh from her. Okay, so Tina, we'll turn to you next. Absolutely, gas is expensive, but have you seen the price of what? Tabasco. Tabasco. <laughs> $3.99 for five ounces. That is $102 a gallon. If you oh. like in the morning, Tabasco. It is utterly overpriced. Can I That's- just type in and say restaurant supply store? Because I buy it by the half gallon for my husband. Oh my goodness. This is great. We're picking up tips here tonight. This is a valuable program, I'm telling you, folks. News you can use. This is yeah. news that you can use. Okay, so Tana, we'll turn to you last. Absolutely, gas is expensive, but have you seen the price of blank? 
Have you seen the price of a seat on the Supreme Court? Oh, wow. Well, that's good. Like that. Okay, Will, you got your work cut out for you. Who had the funniest response? I think I'm like constitutionally required to go with the dark money answer. So, Tana, <laughs> you can go with the... <laughs> nicely done, Tana. Congratulations. Very nicely done. All right. We are moving on to question number two. After all the oil is gone, and it will be someday, and maybe sooner than we think, Republicans plan to run our economy on blank. After all the oil is gone, Republicans plan to run our economy on what, Tina? Well, I just keep picturing sort of um, Monsters, Inc., and you know how they ran everything on screen. Children's screams, right. On children's screams. But in this case, I'm going to say, Fox News host Hot Air. Okay, good. I like that. That's nice. It's an it's in abundant supply. It seems to be infinitely renewable. So I like that answer. Uh, Tana, what say you? After all the oil is gone, Republicans plan to run our economy on blank. Thoughts and prayers. Ah, uh, yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And then finally, to you, Rich. After all the oil is gone, Republicans will run our economy on what? Human misery. It's the only. <laughs> well, it, this is the Monsters Inc. principle, is it not? This is their 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 master plan. Will who had the funniest answer here, my friend? Uh, I like the the sort of black humor, but or the gallows humor here. But, but uh, yeah, Tina, you should have stuck with your first thought. I'm going to give it to Rich on the the human misery. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Points points for my friend Rich. Okay. We talked about this. We touched on this a little bit earlier. But uh, to be fair, Elon Musk only wants to buy Twitter so he can use it to blank. Elon Musk only wants to buy Twitter so he can use it to blank. What's he going to use it for, Tana? Force his employees to go back to work in person. (laughs) Okay, I like that. That's good. No. Uh, Let's see. Rich, you're up next. Uh, To be fair, Elon Musk only wants Twitter so he can use it to what? Have... Any control over his personal data. We're all wanting this, um, <laughs> but we don't get that here in Washington. <laughs> okay, very good. All right, and then and, and actually, I have some folks that I can introduce you to if you want to explore that a, a little bit further. We've done quite a bit of programming on that. Uh, to be fair, Elon Musk only wants Twitter, so he can use it to what, Tina? Uh, hype up his, his own version of Bitcoin, not Doge, <laughs> Musk coin. Musk, smell a vision, a la John Waters in the movie. Oh, phenomenal yeah. reference! I, I love a smell a vision reference. Okay, well, you got your work cut out for you, uh, my friend. Who had the funniest response to do? Fear Elon Musk only wants uh, Twitter so he can use it to blank. Uh, I didn't get the smell of vision reference, but I still like the image of uh, Elon as a huckster because I think that's that's really his like truest uh, platonic ideal. Um, so we'll go with Tina on this one. Well, okay, there you go. So nicely done, and 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 honestly, we'll ask uh, you know, ask somebody my age. I'll tell you all about smell of vision. Basically, there were cards that you'd scratch in the theater when something came along, and there was it was a gimmick. John Waters was a visionary. Here we go. One of my favorite clues for the evening. A uh, little known fact: Ted Cruz's childhood nickname was blank. Ted Cruz's childhood nickname was blank. What was it, Rich? Little turd of sadness. <laughs> but that's what they called it wasn't that a children's book that that seems like that must have been a children's book i think uh let's see so uh ted cruz's childhood nickname was what tina uh maple leaf because he was born in canada that's right he didn't announce his canadian citizenship until 2014 there you go all right i like that very much 
And so, Tana, what was Ted Cruz's childhood nickname? Uh, catch me if you can coon. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. That's very, very nicely. And I like a good play on words. My grandmother would have approved. Uh, Will, uh, who had the funniest response here, my friend? Uh, I like the groaner from Tana, but a uh, little turd of sadness is something that's going to yeah. with me after this show. So. <laughs> it's like a little shop of horrors, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very nice. Moving on to uh, question number five. Now, of course, we know that former 8th Congressional District Congressman Dave Reichert uh, claimed that he caught the Green River Killer. He didn't actually, but he did catch blank. Dave Reichert, Dave Reichert didn't actually catch the Green River Killer, but he did catch blank. What did he catch, Tina? Uh, big air in his big silver hair. Oh, okay. Nice. I like that. He has the silverest hair. Uh, Tana, what did uh, Dave Reichert catch? Uh, I'd say he cut a big L with the blue wave. That's exactly right. Yes. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, that, that is the factual answer. And then, uh, Rich, you've covered this story an awful lot, my friend. This is when we responded. What did Dave Reichert actually catch, if not the Green River Killer? He caught uh, the gym bug. I, the, man, the man is ripped. I, <laughs> I wrote a lot about him, but he, he spent a lot of time in Congress at the gym, is my understanding. He is a swole bro, isn't he? Yeah, he's got some like 20-inch guns. It's really impressive. So, okay. Nice yeah. to that. Uh, Will, who had the funniest response there, my friend? That's just a disturbing thought. And also, uh, Steph, did you print these yourself? I did I print these myself? And, and yeah, now, I printed these myself. I go the extra mile, okay? That is, that's impressive commitment. Um, Tana, we'll go for answer. I think that was, you know, factual is always great. I, I like that. Very nicely done. Okay, and this is actually my very favorite clue in this whole round. Uh, the most thankless job in Washington state politics Ooh. is blank. The most thankless job in Washington state politics is what, Tana? I'm going to have to go with vaccine exemption arbiter. <laughs> That's a fine answer. I uh, not want that job. <laughs> all right. So, Rich, who has the hardest job, most thankless job in Washington state politics? Mike Patton's flack. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a deep cut, but it is. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, Tina, I'm, I'm leaving you. You get the final word on this. Who has the most thankless job in Washington state politics? Oh, it's got to be the GOP state party chair. I mean, oh, no, OK, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we lost it there for a second, Tina, but uh, I'm going to just, yeah, I, 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 I'm just required to never miss an opportunity to dunk on Caleb. Like, uh, I was going to say, this is your moment to shine, Will. Or, or on a on a podcast where he has no knowledge that he's you know, being slandered in this way. Uh, yeah, I have to go with that. That was, an, that was easy pandering to the judge. Uh, exactly. Ex exactly right. Okay, very good. So we are on to our final two questions here. Number seven, the best burger in Puget Sound is blank. I'm not, uh, this isn't a funny question per se. I'm just looking to start a fight, obviously. What is the best burger in Puget Sound? Rich, who has the best burger in Puget Sound? Well, I was going to say a compliment sandwich from Nicole Macri. She's <laughs> 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 really like the way she called me down other people's arguments. That was, that was phenomenal. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Tina, who has the best burger in, in the area? 
it's it's the gourmet burger shop, Gerber, the Mushroom Swiss Burger. It's the best. Got to come and get one. Okay, very good. That's a fine recommendation. And then, and then Tana, I'm hoping you're going to say because I know it's in your district. I'm hoping you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Who has the best burger in Puget Sound? I, I kind of have to come up with my own. I have to say, and this might be going out on a limb, but. I think the best burger is that juicy patty of progressive liberalism topped with a thin layer of nimbyism on a gluten-free bun sprinkled Uh-oh. with organic cannabis seeds. You're losing Will, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was he's, like, he's, he's, he's shaking we're, his we're head. I was hoping you were going to say Burger Master. Boy, is that a great oh, place. Burger Master is so, well, so, you know, so good. Well, you know, I've got Dick's in my district now, too. And so, like, are right outside my district. So, you know, I wasn't sure which. I didn't want to, you know, I can't pick favorites. Wait this a is a family you, show. You so we can't. Issaquah and you don't even pump for the Triple X burger? Well, but the root beer is really the attraction at Triple X, is it not? I think. Yeah, that's you just went cat. By the way, it was Cat's birthday last week, so we're going to sing happy birthday before we go tonight. But she treated herself to a triple X root beer float. So there you go. Very, very nice. Okay, two more, two more questions on this round. Uh, number eight. No. A, I don't think our judge had an opportunity. Well, we, <laughs> well, we knew who he didn't want, but then all of a sudden, I just realized he didn't get to determine who did win. Oh, uh, let's just go with Tana. I I appreciated the uh, the legs to which you stretched. Okay. Oh, you're gonna give it to her. Nicely done. All right. Very nice. Okay. So we know that we have some federal dollars coming in from the bipartisan infrastructure package. If given the chance, Washington state Republicans would probably spend the funding from the bipartisan infrastructure package on what? If given the chance, Washington state Republicans would probably spend funding from the bipartisan infrastructure uh, package on what, Tina? Uh, To name infrastructure projects after themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. Uh, Tana, what would they do? I think they would love to build a wall around Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are great. Okay, and and Rich, what uh, what will they do with the infrastructure package money? Um, build a rural district in King County that they can win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are phenomenal. Will you, you get your work cut out for you, my friend? What do you think? Yeah, that's a hard challenge. Uh, I think. I'm going to go to Tana, mostly to avoid a tie for, for Kat, at least in this round. <laughs> That's, that is very thoughtful. That is very, very thoughtful. I appreciate you. All right. Uh, so let's see. We are on to our last question here. I'm just going to make a quick adjustment. So uh, this is number nine. And this is the, this is the most important question, $64,000 question, as they say. The one and only thing we need to do to win in November is blank. The one and only thing we need to do to win in November is what, Tana? I think if we brought uh, Amy Comey Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh to Washington D.C. Uh, to Washington State from D.C. for a Democratic Get Out the Vote rally, we'd be pretty good. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that they would definitely ins- they, they would whip up passions. I, I think is what yes. I hear you say. Uh, let's see, Rich. Uh, what do we need to do to win in November? I'm just going to say vote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair. 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 Yeah. I, it's, it's a very straightforward answer. And, and Tina, what do we need to do to win in November? I agree with Rich, but I, I want to say it differently. Fill out your damn ballot and put it in. Yes, the- yes, 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 yes. That, that's exactly oh. right. It's so easy. Could we make it any easier? No, we could not. So that right there is ca- Cards Against Autocracy. Will, thank you so much. Any final words before you go, my Did friend? Did we not get to a, a ruling on that one? 
Oh. And we didn't. No, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm ushering Will out the door. Who oh, had the funniest right. response? <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, please also vote early. Uh, I'm tired of having terrible election nights and then having to wait three days to find out who actually won. Uh, Correct. So be, be a favor if we could just get this done, you know, faster. I like that. So who won that round in your estimation? Uh, Tana, because I didn't work for her at any point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Everybody, a big round of applause for Will Casey. Thank you so much for joining us, my brother. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Well, and that will do it for Cards Against Autocracy. Next up is a game we are calling Washington State Town or Indie Band. Washington State Town or Indie Band. Kat, how does this game work? So Stefan will read a clue to each of you, and you'll determine if it's the name of a town in Washington State or an indie rock band. Each correct answer is worth two points. Yes. Yes, that is right. So as I say, the, the, the points increase the further we go down the line. So uh, I'm going to read these to each of you, and uh, you're going to take a guess. Rich, the first name is Hump Tulips. Hump Tulips. Is this a Washington State town, or is this an indie band? Indie band. It is, in fact, a Washington State wow. town. It is near Grays Harbor. So there you go. This is, but this is how the game is played. You've drawn first blood. So, uh, see, Tana, the name is Cat Fox. Cat Fox. I'm going to have to go with band. Uh, you're right. It is an indie band from Brooklyn. Correct, correct. Okay, so Tina, on to you. The name is Skamakawa. Skamakawa. Uh, town. Yes, it is a Washington State town in Waukeham County. Okay, very good. Where this this game is going to go just lickety split, as you can see. Uh, Rich, the name is Ilwaco. Ilwaco, town. Yes, indeed, that is a town in Pacific County. Uh, town of the name is Gollum. Gollum. Well, it's certainly a character. Um, yeah. I am going to also go with band. It is, in fact, a band. It's an indie klezmer band. There's an indie klezmer band from New York. So there you go. I, I listened to some of their stuff. They're tight. Uh, Tina, the name is Taco Cat. Taco Cat. Oh, that's a band. They're awesome. Yes, indeed. I, I thought you would know. Yeah. It's a, it's a band from right here in Seattle. Also a famous palindrome. Um, one of my very favorite moments seeing them introduced, and I'm going to break out just my abysmal Bernie Sanders impression, but it just works. When he was introducing them, somebody obviously handed him a card to go, okay, go on up there, Bernie, and, and introduce him. And he, he holds it up and goes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Taco Cat Band. So that was how, how he introduced him. Also, did you know that it is a famous palindrome? Taco Cat is a famous palindrome. A man, a plant, a canal, Taco Cat. That's how that works. Okay. Rich, the name is Colotus. Colotus. Yeah, it is. It's a Washington state town in Franklin County. Okay, uh, Tana, the name is Turnip King. I'm going to go with band, except that, you know, I've had too many bands. I'm guessing it's a town, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the band. So. You guys are, I, I have yet to stump, I've stumped uh, Rich on the first round, but everybody else has gotten these. Uh, it is an indie uh, band from upstate New York. Tina, the name is Welcome. 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 I'm, it's a town. It is indeed a town. It's right on the border in Whatcom County. It's welcoming folks from Canada. Uh, Rich Enumclaw. Enumclaw. <laughs> yeah, that's a town. Okay, it is. It's a trick question because <laughs> it's, it's both. It's also it, a band. It's also a band, and they're from Tacoma. So there you go. Yeah. So you would have gotten that one either way. All right. Tana, the name is Bibio. Bibio. I'd like to live in Bibio. <laughs> I'm going to go with town. Okay, no, this is an indie band from West Midlands, England. It, it does sound idyllic, does it not? It certainly does. They make lovely, lovely uh, 
grape wine from uh, from Bibio. And Tina, uh, the final the final name is Tokeland. 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 It is um, a wonderful place to build uh, a marijuana destination resort. It is a town in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, any of you people. Okay, so that'll do it for Washington State Town or Indie Band. I think everybody kind of cleaned up on that round, Kat. What are the scores? Well, with the marijuana reference, the striker pulls into the lead at 17 points. Nice <laughs> with the boxer on. coming in at 16 and the poet at 12. All right, very good. So we are coming up to 15 minutes. We're going to get you all out of here in time by, by the top of the hour. The next game is a game called Name That Musical. This is in honor of the return of In the Heights to Seattle. Opening in town tonight, it was partially developed here. Kat, how is this game played? So this is a progressive scoring game. Stefan will read three clues about a Broadway musical. The clues will go from toughest to easiest. So if you answer on the first clue, you'll get three points. Second clue is worth two points. And the last clue is worth one point. Raise your sign whenever you think you know an answer. So basically, the first clue gets you three points if you get it. Second clue, two points. The last clue is, is one point. So here we go with musical clue number one. This musical averages 144 words per minute with over 20,000 total words. Yes, Tana? Hamilton. Yes, his name is Alexander Hamilton. He's not throwing away his shot. The play had a preview at the White House in 2009, and its author, Lynn manuel Miranda, also penned the Tony Award-winning musical In the Heights. On musical number two, clue number one, the original title of this musical was Singing Heart, and Rodgers and Hammerstein were only approached to do just one song. That is clue number one. So it tells you the composers in the era. Anybody have a, a stab there? Okay, we're going to move on. Clue number two. Oh, yes, Tina. Sound of music. The hills are alive. That's three points, my friend. Mm -hmm. Number two was audiences were convinced that the show's Ode to a Flower was actually uh, an Austrian folk song. It was not. And then finally, Christopher Plummer had all of his singing overdub, but of course, Julie Andrews sang all of her own parts in The Sound of Music. So musical number three, clue number one, this show famously tells you how many minutes are in a year. Tina. Rent, I'm a rent. Yeah, exactly right. This musical is loosely based on the opera La Boheme, and its creator, Jonathan Larson, sadly did not live to see its success. Musical number four, clue number one, this show is based on a series of interviews with Broadway dancers in 1974. A series of interviews with Broadway dancers. Yes, Tina. Chorus line. Da, 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 na, na, da, 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 na, na. Wait, I was singing New York, New York. Uh, I meant to sing one, one. Yeah. Singular sensation. Come on, my theater people, sing with me. Okay, uh, so, yeah, and, and in 1983, it became the longest-running musical on Broadway. And this is a fun fact. The show's lyricist hated the hit song, What I Did for Love, so much that he wrote it into his will that nobody could play it at his funeral. That is some sincere, <laughs> sincere hate. My goodness. Okay, uh, clue number five, uh, musical number five, rather, clue number one. This musical was developed at the Village Theater right here in Issaquah in 2006. Uh, Tana. Shrek? Is the musical? No, I'm afraid not. Anybody else have a, have a guess? Tina, you have, yes? Come from away? No, but that was that was also developed in the region. Rich, you want to take a stab? Mm -hmm. I don't know. This one, this next one might give it to all of you. Okay, so clue number two. Levi Christ won a Tony for his portrayal of Jerry Lee Lewis in the show. Oh. Yes. Memphis. Yeah, you're in the right. You're 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 in the right region, the right yes. state. Remember the yeah. Um. Oh gosh, gosh. So I'll Nashville. give you. The, 
<clears throat> I'll give you the last one. Uh, portrayals of Carl Perkins, <laughs> Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Sam Phillips round out the show. Yes, Rich. Is it called Graceland? No, I'm afraid. Anybody else? Yes, Tana? And like Jersey Boys? <laughs> no, it's Million Dollar Quartet. Million Dollar Quartet. Phenomenal show. Okay, so our last musical is uh, clue number one. The creators of this show were determined to confront racism during the Jim Crow era in which it was developed and included a chorus that featured black men holding hands with white women. This is musical number six in the Jim Crow era. Any guesses? Okay, moving on to clue number two. The show's this 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 will be the big tell. The show's choreographer uh, choreographer Jerome Robbins actually went undercover to New York City high schools to study their dance moves. They just did a revival of this, Rich. West Side Story. Indeed, it is. Yes, nicely done, sir. All right, very good. And that is name that musical. So now we are moving on to our final rapid round. Uh, Kat, before we do, what are our scores going into the final round? The striker is. I don't know what all that was about. Are we okay? I think we're okay. Okay. All right. Well, the striker's in the lead at twenty-six. The boxer nineteen, and the poet fourteen. Okay, well, now this is a time when you can catch up. Uh, Kat, can you explain the rules for this round? This one's pretty simple. Stefan will give each of you the name of a celebrity, and you will tell us if that celebrity is from Washington State or Washington, D.C. Each correct answer is worth two points. Actually, because we, I should mention, because we only have time uh, for one last round, we are moving right on to the rapid round. Sorry. It's the last one. My bad. We're moving on to the wraparound. No, so I heard five you, points but I wasn't question. listening. <laughs> uh, Stefan will ask 10 news questions. Whoever raises their sign first and answers correctly gets five points. This is the big makeup round. So if you're behind, here's where you can catch up. Okay, so here we go with the questions. Raise your sign immediately when you know the answers. And Kat, I'm going to be reading the questions, so if you would kindly keep an eye on who raises his or her sign first. Question number one, Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell recently began accepting applications for what top law enforcement job? Rich. Seattle Police Chief. Indeed. Five points. Five points to Rich. Number two, June 1st marked the beginning of a month-long celebration of what? Tina. Tina. Right. Right, exactly right. And an excellent thing it is. Number three, King County Council member Claudia Balducci recently introduced a proposal to move what to even years only? Yes, Tana. Local elections. Yes, indeed. Make it so. Make it so. I would love that. Number four, starting on July 16th, Washington will join a number of other states in instituting a special hotline for mental health crises. What is the number? Tana. 988. You got it. Five points. Tana is, she is burning up on this round. Number five, the Washington senator, this uh, rather, this Washington senator recently drew 17 challenges in, challengers in her election bid. Tina. Patty Murray. Patty Murray, the mom in tennis shoes. No good space guy in the race, I'm sad to inform, but I think he's there elsewhere, is he not? I think he's, he's running against Joe Wynn. In no, the there we go. Okay. <laughs> I, you figure it's not an election without the good space guy. Question number six. A UK study recently determined that people who drink what morning beverage tend to live longer? Rich. Coffee. Yes, indeed. They're certainly more awake during those years. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps even a little jitterier number seven this korean boy band visited the white house this week rich bts smooth like butter dynamite something like that okay number eight treasury secretary janet yellen said in comments that she was wrong about what economic trend currently plaguing our economy tina 
Inflation. Inflation. That is absolutely right. Final two questions. 192 members of this party, including all three members here in the state, recently voted against a bill to ease the baby formula shortage. What party, Tina? Oh, the GOP. The GOP, exactly right. Mm -hmm. And then finally, every member of this party just voted against a bill that would stop oil and gas companies from price gouging American consumers. Tana. GOP. Easy layup. Easy layup. I'm, I'm, I'm sad to report it's an easy layup. Well, this has been absolutely phenomenal. What a great game. Uh, and I think we had some uh, some real comeback moves on this last round. Did we not, Kat? We did indeed. Uh, so uh, are we, we're done now, right? We are done. Yeah. So All who right. has won our game? So let's uh, tally up in third place. We have this time the poet at 29 points. Wow. Now, now, Rich has been our, our all-time champion, so, yeah, this is, this is just so, so we know. Musicals, really. We know that musicals are his kryptonite now. <laughs> <laughs> I like the musicals uh, that people who like musicals don't like. Is that <laughs> <laughs> I'm generally in that camp as well, my friend. Uh, in second place with 34 points is the boxer. Nice. And somebody who totally cleaned up. We have the strikers scoring for the win at six points. Cleaning up. Well, this is phenomenal, uh, Tina. Congratulations to you. Any 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 words? Uh, thank you for this opportunity. This was so fun. Go see a, a real football game, what we call soccer here in the U.S. And yes. for heaven's sakes. It is less than 60 days before ballots drop for our primary here in August. Start thinking about it. Make sure you're ready to vote. Get out and help your favorite candidate. Get out and do the work. It, it's going to take all of us to save democracy. and We can do it together. Thank you. Uh, uh, Tana, any final words from you tonight? Just thank you. This was so much fun. We all really need a laugh these days. So this was, this was the best medicine I could have asked for. Thank you. Rich, my friend, uh, your, your your reign is over. I feel like this is the end of the uh, the the Ken. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm spacing on the name of the the Seattle resident who won Jeopardy Jennings. all those times. Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. So yeah, what what? How, how are you feeling right now? Well, I'm feeling determined to come back and defend it uh, again. I had stiff competition, and yeah, and the musicals. <laughs> you know, I tripped up and, a couple things. I'll learn from these mistakes. <laughs> and, so, and so you shall. Okay, before we go, I'm going to uh, I'm going to sing a, a quick rendition of Happy Birthday to our dear friend Kat, and I also will include my mom, whose birthday it was last week. So we'll do this together. My mom's name is Jan, and of course, Zoom sing-alongs are always uh, a car wreck. So please join me, won't you? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Cat and Jan. Happy birthday. To to you. All right. Very nicely done. Oh, sing-alongs are always hilarious. Well, thank you so much to our panelists, Representative Tana Santina Pavlovowski and Rich Smith. Thanks also to our guest, Judge Will Casey, and we will let all of you find people go off into the night. I think we got you out before 8 o'clock. Feeling good about that. Thank you again so much. And uh, Kat, any final announcements before we, uh, you and I head off into the night? Oh, stay tuned to this uh, same bat channel, same bat time, a uh, different day of the week, potentially, but we're going to have lots and lots of candidate and state elected town halls to help us get our game faces on. Yes. And yes, indeed. Okay. Thank you so much to everybody for joining us tonight, whether you are live or seeing this in replay. We very much appreciate you and hope that you enjoyed yourself and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody.
And that'll do it for this week. If you would like to see a video of this or any of our programming, head to facebook.com slash indivisiblepodcast. The website for the show is indivisiblepodcast.org and the email address is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at indivisiblepod. The executive producer of the show is Kat Pipkin and thanks as always to Lori Caldwell. My thanks as well to you for listening. I'm Stephen Cox. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.